0: Hello and welcome to Nobody Saying Hello, the season finale. I'm Lady Baraka. This is Nobody Saying Hello. We are brought to you in part by your support on Patreon, patreon.com backslash the nobodies. We are taking a little bit of a break, but starting very soon, you can get Ring Gear Remix on our Patreon. Uh, we'll be coming back with that. And an exclusive interview with... Me and Axe report just talking to each other and asking each other questions. Have we recorded that yet? No. Do we know what we're going to talk about? No. Will it be chaotic? Probably. Uh, anyway, this is the season finale. Who do we have today?
1: Um, we have uh, one of probably my favorite drag kings I've ever seen and produced with and worked with and... Um, an extended family member of the Nobodies, an extended family member of the House of Velour. Uh, <laughs> this is Max Pleasure with us today.
2: Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi.
0: Max.
1: What up? Um, How are you doing
0: today?
2: Oh, I'm doing so well. I, um, it's exciting to be part of the nobody's extended family I love that it (laughs) makes me blush a little bit oh Oh, no
1: we've always thought of you as like one of our like little cousins or nephews or something (laughs) like other I drag love families, that. other drag families have like family trees we have like an orphanage of just like
0: <laughs> <laughs> it totally like, is yeah That's totally we they come is. in
1: for a little and then they get adopted <laughs> out oh my
0: wait God. are you part of like a family do you consider yourself part of like some sort of nightlife or drag family
2: no. Well, so I feel like I have to correct you. I'm not part of House of velour. Um oh. As much as I'm a gigantic fan and support everything that they do. Um, I'm like, I'm like the neighbor that invites himself over on Christmas dinner to say, hey, like, well, got not it, really. That's kind it. of an exaggeration. Okay. So what
0: dish are you bringing to the Valore
2: house? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Um... I'm bringing a case of bubbly lime.
1: <laughs>
0: oh! <laughs> oh. Sponsor. sponsored.
2: Said, sponsored. Tell um, us
0: how that came about the bubbly like oh, those that campaign is so cute.
2: Yeah, it's it's so fun because it's really so focused on uplifting the drag talent of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> we're like making faces at each other over the Zoom. Um yeah, it's so great. I was contacted by Bubbly by um with Pride Media about the campaign. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Cause like, if they're looking for drag talent, will I really be respected? Is it gonna be paid? Is it, you know, but it's really like if I were to ever do any sponsorship thing, which of course I am, it would be this, you know? Because mm-hmm. it just there's been so much respect for our artistry it's a paid gig it's 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 just great it's great it
0: looks gorgeous yeah all the photos look amazing have you guys filmed and photoed yourself or do you go there's jj hi jj (laughs)
2: um we there were different stages of the campaign where we did it all ourselves it first started in june which was when people were still respecting lockdown restrictions and taking (laughs) COVID very seriously. Um, So that was all done on our own, in our apartment. They had to mail the backdrop to each of us um, and cases of the um, seltzer water. But we do have something really exciting coming out that we filmed um, not together, but I did actually get to see other people's faces
0: oh cool without
2: spoiling it it was nice to be around people and like finally get to work with these people in real life that I've been communicating with virtually for months Uh uh um so yeah that was nice multiple stages lots of layers nice when does the new part of
0: the project come out um it's soon right you just alluded to it on your uh Instagram I think
2: yes it comes out on I think Friday the eighteenth.
0: Oh, cool! Oh, so like the day after this episode. Oh, is perfect! Oh, oh, cool! This episode. this happens all the fucking time. Sometimes yes. I schedule people <laughs> to be on the podcast based on like things that are coming up, but every once in a while, this will just cosmetically happen.
2: Cosmetically that happens.
1: That's not a word. No, um, cosmically. Now, now it is. Cosmetically.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, My a, new. My new I drag was, name is Kismetically.
1: Oh, gross. Um, I was <laughs> going to ask, because, I, so I guess I, I did always think of you as, like, if not a member of the Velour family, like an extended member of the Velour family. Because there was something, like, when I see one of your performances that does remind me a lot of Sasha and the way she sort of thinks of drag as drag is like, a magic act and how I feel like there's always some kind uh, of like whimsical reveal in your novel.
0: Max is very magical.
1: Yeah, and and I wondered what like your, well, first of all, what your connection to the Velour family is, and then like who else you consider as like big influence on your drag.
2: Yeah, so I always, it's funny, I joined Brooklyn drag. I started in the scene after Sasha had already disappeared For RuPaul's Drag Race right so I never got to know her as a member of the Brooklyn scene I literally only knew of her as Drag Race winner Sasha Velour this fantastic Uh artist who has traveled the world you know so um I always have admired her work um doing nightgowns in February 2018 was like such a special experience for me and you're actually kind of right like that number i had created the number that i did with like the magic ribbon coming out of the phone all that stuff i had created that before nightgowns and i was like oh well this is the perfect number for it and you're kind of right it is very like sasha Valore, like magic trick the monochrome colors yeah 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 i uh, Really inspired by her work i think more so than i even realize at times um so i'm really not a part of the Valor family just a really big fan of all of them mm-hmm. and admire everything that they do and always cheer them on from from the virtual sidelines they're just
0: like the sweetest people too they're like there's like very little ego when it yeah, comes absolutely. to like communicating with them Like there's ego in the respect that like, she's a star and she knows she's a star and she knows she has like things to do, but like in an interpersonal way, there's very little ego there. It's true.
2: Yeah, that's a lot to think about. You're right, I agree. Who else (laughs) do (laughs) you
1: consider a big influence on you and your drag?
0: Well, let's talk about Max. Like where where does Max come from? Who do you see Max as? And like, yeah, who are the influences for Max? Um,
2: So I didn't really find my footing with Max Pleasure as like the rock star look that I don't stray from. I didn't find that until after I had been playing around for a year or so, like doing spoof acts and like stuff that I don't do anymore that I kind of do want to dip my foot back into again like the less serious less Sasha Valore, a little more camp a little more cake boys like Um, that's the kind of stuff that I kind of want to get into more that I kind of started with like I did a Kylo Ren spoof number uh a Toy Story spoof number like really silly stuff and then I did Rock Lobster and then it uh kind of like it got a little more more about me it's it's hard to explain max pleasure um and i are kind of like the same person like he's not a character that i put on anymore Mm -hmm. and that's also seen in like the numbers that i do they're all Mm -hmm. like birthed from personal experience and like they're a little they take the numbers are very serious in that they take themselves very seriously um and i take them very seriously um which is something that i like eh, i want to be a little more fun but...
0: i think we co- i think as artists we go in waves though cuz there was a time where i took i was trying to be very serious with baraka and like do more dramatic things and and then i just went back to my comedy roots and that's that's where I thrive personally. That's
2: what I know you. I don't think I've ever seen you do.
1: I've seen America has done serious numbers and they, when she does it, they make
0: the crowd sob. Wow.
2: Yeah, I do I it. like. Love to see that. It's like
0: once every couple of years I'll get driven to do something like that. I'm getting chills now. Cause like, I think when we do go back to doing live shows and I haven't been very good at doing digital. Um, I'm going to come back in a different way. I don't know so I'm excited about that there there's like gonna be a new wave for I think a lot of us artists especially since we've just been like like oversaturated with digital it's gonna be so fun to be in person again
2: Mm -hmm. it's also gonna be nice to have the scene be a manageable size again <laughs> like Okay. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> that, like, that sounded okay. like fade, and I know <laughs> no, you do not it's... mean
1: it to be, but it's very oh, true. No, it's just <laughs>
2: that, like, I was actually thinking about it. I haven't found the right words yet because it's like a new thought that I'm going down in my brain. But how, like, as soon as December hit, there were like 20 Grinch looks, mm-hmm. and like, I would like to just go back to the scene where I see people at Macri, I see people at switch and play and I see Uh one Grinch look and wow, that was a great Grinch look. And I'm not, I'm not articulating myself. properly. Well, (laughs) I think, I
0: think I've mentioned this before on the pod. Like I think because we all were forced to go into the digital realm, even those of us who weren't interested in that, like, um, the playing field for what has even there's no regional drag anymore it's all we're all online mm-hmm. and so you will have the benefit of going back to that regional and be able to collaborate and part of the collaboration and especially in new york and in brooklyn is seeing each other perform live and seeing our process happen and unfold in front of us
2: mm-hmm. and, and the spontaneity too the
0: spontaneity that's what i miss yeah for sure mm-hmm. um
1: so you were saying that like max and your irl persona are pretty close to this i don't even know your like shoot name which is kind of crazy (laughs) (laughs) i
0: I just like i don't know like
1: any of my friends shoot names anymore um like so i like i always wonder because max like you have such a clear idea of who max is like you said he's always this rock star like Where, what, does he have his own sort of story? Like what's his, this is like my standard question for drag people. Cause it always makes me wonder if they like their character has like a fictional biography or something.
2: Yeah, so when I first started drag, Max had this really like extended mythology. I love those. The the first number that I ever did with the name Max Pleasure was in a space themed (laughs) show. And um, I had this whole number where I was this alien who crashes down to earth. And there's this girl, human girl from earth that I'm drawn to. There was some twilight audio in there. Um, There, (laughs) Yeah, there was, um, what else? I don't know. Oh my God. The Framing Hanley cover of Lollipop. It was very interesting. Um, But... Um, so there was this whole mythology that max was this guy who um who grew up in like ohio or something and was beamed up to space by aliens and while he was in this fictional planet like found his sexuality and like had this really open experience and like there was, like, an alien royalty character that, like, he fell in love with and stuff and had sex with. But then he ends up being banished back to Earth. And then it's, like... This is so stupid. Um, I love
0: every part oh, of that. I this. love it. I love it so I need much. there to be a Max Pleasure zine, like, origin story <laughs> zine. I really
2: should make that. But so then when he goes back to Earth, it's this struggle where... I literally have never talked about this out loud to uh, to anybody. So this is really interesting. Exclusive. Um, so he has, Exclusive. Yes. <laughs> so when he's back to Earth, all of a sudden, like everyone's mortal. There's binary gender identities. Mm. Kink is like this weird underground thing that, um, yeah. So and then like in like the third installment, he um, finds this underground sex club that has all these like monsters in it because my third number as max pleasure was for our school's zombie prom
0: oh my um, god yeah,
2: yeah. So, i yeah.
0: love that story
2: yeah that's great <laughs> so hard have you
1: ever thought of putting that on as like a one-man show of like the a whole story arc for max
2: that's a great idea <laughs> no i haven't because i kind of as i started doing drag more i kind of gravitated away from the whole idea that my drag character is a fictional character Mm. with like I don't approach Max as an actor would anymore Mm. Mm. um in the little ways that I did when I first started like now I kind of like to think of Max as this rock star who is also an actor who occasionally like will star in these roles like Kind of like Johnny Depp was an inspiration mm, mm. when I first started drag, um because his kind of like abusive tendencies were not really well known. My mom loves Johnny Depp, she loves pirate she loves Pirates of the Caribbean, um but so I kind of like approached Max like Johnny Depp, kind of like he oh, I, I hate, totally like, see that, yeah, um, but yeah, so now I think of Max as this person who takes on these roles and stars in these little films
0: i and love that These it's so films. funny because like
1: the kind of like russell Brandt, johnny depp like look that max has like i can't stand real people who look like that but like <laughs> you get it like you when you put on that persona you're like fully in it and i like
0: I totally understand max so much more though after that origin story it's so interesting because whether or not we, I
2: to share it. whether or not
0: we actively like use that when we're performing it still informs how we perform I think yeah Um, it
2: definitely informs how I approach it mm -hmm. which I haven't even thought about it in such a long time
0: it's just in your body um well I want to I want to go back to the question of like inspirations and stuff because you know before even three years ago when you started there weren't a lot of drag kings to like look up to I mean Murray Hill Wayne Newton
1: Gary Carmichael
0: Gary Carmichael um K. James. K. James, yes. Oh, lovely. Who... Oh, um. So who who might you have looked up to when you were coming up? Or does your inspiration come from outside of the drag world?
2: I guess my inspiration kind of comes... Especially when I first started, it came from outside of the drag world. I didn't know... I didn't know many drag kings when I first started and when I was doing it, nor did I really like look up tutorials and stuff like that. For some reason I started drag like in a very isolated way. I'm not really sure why. I think it might be because what drew me to drag, why I first started, it wasn't the gender transformation. It was more that I wanted the opportunity to get on stage and to perform. Um, But once I started like doing drag, I found a lot of inspiration in K. James, um, Vigor Mortis. Mm. Who else? Um, Untitled Queen is really inspirational. Mm. Sasha Valore, obviously. Um, I'm a huge fan of Miss Malice from Switch and Play. Wow. Who else? There's a there's a, a lot of people who I am really inspired by or and really admire. Riley Poppyseed, um, who I believe is from Ohio. Tenderoni, of course, is an icon. Androgen. Those are all people whose work that I really admire. And I guess that kind of informs some of the way that I do the things that I do.
1: So, I, something I've noticed slash learned from working in wrestling is that most people, they know what drag is now. And they know what drag queens are, but they do not know that drag kings are, even exist. Yeah. And I've had like a lot of wrestling people come up to me and be like, so, like, uh, w- is there such a thing as drag kings? And it's like, to me, that's so crazy that there's so little media about drag kings that like you can't, like, they can't even, like, they don't, no one even knows. So, mm-hmm. for our, so if you were to explain what a drag king is to someone who's never seen it, how would you explain it? Because I think there's a, probably people listening who are like, I've never heard of a drag king before.
2: Yeah,
0: you're well, actually the first drag king on our on our podcast too. Oh wow! So.
2: Yeah, so let me I'll explain it. Usually, like I'll say traditionally or the old school definition is a woman who dresses up like a man, like the opposite quote unquote of a drag queen. Um, but disc, huge disclaimer a drag king, the updated definition is a drag performer who performs a masculine persona. Like I kind of like to use, especially for people who know drag, who I don't have to give the beginner baby step words to. Like I like to use the definition that doesn't include the gender of the performer because like we know that's kind of irrelevant um, as drag performers in Brooklyn. but yeah, that's how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. I think that like does a good job of I mean, mm-hmm. people usually are still in disbelief, especially when like I explain to coworkers, which I don't do often, um, but for my real job, there's been the occasional coworker who I'm like, Oh yeah, I do this thing, and they're wowed that I have this entire secret life. Um, <laughs> um But yeah.
1: And I i mean, I can only really imagine, but every drag king I've ever really talked to or interviewed or anything has talked a lot about how they have not felt particularly respected in the drag community. Has that been your experience?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, oh, and I... I'm very lucky that I joined the Brooklyn scene after switch and play had been around for years. Mm. You know, I didn't have to, I'm very lucky that I didn't show up in Brooklyn and have to explain who I was and what I was doing. You know, I feel like the scene was already very familiar with drag Kings, but there is, uh, there definitely has been times when I've run into disrespect or um, microaggressions
1: i guess um yeah i'm hmm. yeah, pretty I, lucky
2: but i
1: remember like when we when we did our like uh men are trash slash jk men are very good all party <laughs> oh my God. Like, people were stunned that like we were doing an all drag king show at all like it it obviously was not the first one but people couldn't believe that we like we're even trying it. And I was like, I don't like, why is this weird? We have to do that
0: again. It was so much fun. It was really fun. It
2: was, it was so fun. And that's and something that I've been thinking about a lot. Like we did a drag King show because I'm a drag King. We know so many drag Kings. Uh And I know that the nobodies has a history of supporting drag Kings and not in this performative way but in this genuine inclusive Uh way. Thank you. Yeah, no, pro- thank you. And I think that there's a huge difference between the Drag King show that we did together and I don't want to be shady, but the other all Drag King shows that we see that are put on as a show of inclusiveness, pat on the back, that mm. aren't actually genuinely meant to uplift Drag Kings in the same way that the producer or host uplifts drag queens and other drag performers every Mm -hmm. other time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard someone was telling me, I think it was Luca, Luca ghost was telling me that there was like a drag King show on the West coast and it was a drag queen booking a bunch of drag Kings. And then they didn't even pay the drag Kings.
2: I think I heard about that.
1: Yeah. They just pocketed the money. They were like, we're doing a drag King show, but it's my show. I was like, "That's I did hear
2: about that. I did hear about that. I think Luca told me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and I, I personally believe the best way to uplift drag kings is to just put us in a show with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I'm such a fan of the occasional all drag king show, obviously, mm-hmm. but if your audience isn't primed for that if you're not going to put in the same effort that you do for all your other shows, if you're just doing this to say you did it and you don't really give a fuck about drag Kings, like.
0: I think this is what's great about the cake boys too. One it's ran by, you know, drag Kings, but it's also instead the flip side of it is that it's a bunch of drag Kings. And then every once in a while there's like a drag queen or a drag thing Mm
2: -hmm. or
0: a musician involved.
2: Yeah. And that's, I like that because it's Kings that are saying we're going to have a King show. We're going to mm-hmm, uplift right. ourselves. But it's still
0: inclusive. Ourselves. It's still yes. inclusive. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: I actually, I, I wonder how you feel. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Wait, Wait, no, you... no, it's fine.
2: <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I actually haven't seen a cake boys show in real life. I haven't seen one yet. don't
0: know if I saw one live when they were doing it, but I saw the first digital one that they did this year.
2: I watched that one too. I so that. good.
0: Their digital yeah.
1: shows are some of the best shows I've ever well, seen. Well, of course, buddy
0: Eddie. Like, is yeah. just a genius with yeah. digital shit. But
2: And they also, they are drag kings who have the skill set that is necessary for yes. digital drag. Like, Big time.
0: Absolutely. Big yeah. time.
1: Um, I wonder how you feel about, like, or even if you have opinions, because maybe you just simply don't care, which would be legitimate, about, like, the whole, uh, what's happening with Mick on Drag Race this season, and how they've, for the first time, cast a trans man on the show.
2: Yeah, I, um, I don't keep up with Drag Race very much. Good call. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it's just, you know what it is, um. So this I feel kind I feel of like,
0: feels like what we were just talking about that they're casting just like for the show of it, and it, even though Got Mick is like really talented, it kind of seems like, oh, we need that diversity you know well, audience th- or whatever
2: I think we'll see if that's the case mm-hmm. when the season actually starts for sure, you know I mean, um, maybe I'll tune in, maybe I won't, I probably won't. Um, I guess I just, I mean, I hope that, I hope that Mick is treated like everybody else, given the same chance as everybody else, and not, um, and not put on a pedestal for that reason, in a way that's really icky mm-hmm. and, you know. I'm kind of
1: praying that they do what Landon Cider did and just like very clearly win. You know, like, oh where, God, like yeah. no one could possibly argue that they were not the winner, you know, like it was just so obvious Landon was better than everyone. So when they when he won, then it was like, OK, well, yeah, you won. You deserve it. Landon, 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 Landon. Oh, my God.
2: That was I've, I do watch Dragula and watching him just consistently mop the floor with everybody. Was very fantastic. I did cry when he won. I knew he was going to win, obviously, but I did uh-huh. cry. I did <laughs> I don't know if he knows that. I don't think I... We talk occasionally we've exchanged a few messages. Oh, fun. He seems so
1: cool. He seems like the nicest person in the
2: world.
0: Just the nicest. I lived in Long Beach and that's where he... I don't know if he still lives there, but he used to perform in Long Beach, California all the time. And so I'd see him just like... The only drag king for miles just doing the damn thing and and garnering so much respect.
1: It's crazy because Landon... The rumor is that Landon had tried out for Drag Race several, several times and just obviously was never going to get cast. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, all right, well, Dragula's got a more inclusive casting policy. I'll do that. So it's like Landon is not, Landon is so talented that they were like, oh, a horror competition? I got it. Like, that's how fucking crazy they are. (laughs) Like, it's Mm -hmm. so, it's so amazing.
2: Yeah, he's, and it's so nice that there wasn't a question of why he was cast on Dragula. It's because he's Hmm. so fucking talented, you Mm. know? And no one could say shit about it, you know? And he would have won Drag Race
1: if he was on Drag Race. It's like, it's so obvious. He's so much better than most of the people on that show.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he actually, he was the only drag king I knew of for a really long time. Like Mm. when I, even though I didn't do a lot of like drag king research when I first started, of course, he's always the first, the first king to come up in Google search, you know? And um. Yeah, he's he's consistently talented, consistently amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: You're you're still like a baby in nightlife, which I forget because I feel like you've had such like a prolific few years. What do you feel like you've like learned about the world or nightlife or just in general from doing it?
2: Oh my God. I I am a baby and and I remind myself of that constantly (laughs) um just because like it's been such a wild experience the past three years and I feel like I've grown into an adult as a person not as a drag performer I still have a long way to go with that um but it's the biggest lesson of all uh of performing in Brooklyn nightlife performing in this drag community is learning about community mm-hmm. and what it means to be a community member mm-hmm. um that's been like such a huge lesson which i think has changed my life i don't i don't know that i would have learned this lesson had i not started doing drag the mm-hmm. way that i do now seriously consistently with all my heart and soul you know um mm-hmm. And I'm excited to learn more. Like, I'm excited to see how the scene changes. And I feel like I've already witnessed so much change in the past three years. I remember after, like, a year of doing drag, then all of a sudden Sweaty Eddie came on the scene, and Richard Mm. came on the scene, and um, who else? Um, Reign of Dynasty, Dynasty, I remember... Muscles mm, Monty. Dynasty is so good. Yeah, I met Dynasty outside of Metro one night and she was like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to do drag. I think my name's going to be Dynasty. And I was like, oh, oh that's God. great. <laughs> yeah. So it's been really exciting to witness that uh-huh. happen and see new shows come up and shows end and bars close and like witnessing all of this history uh-huh. and knowing that's happened a million times over mm. since K. James started doing drag in 2000 whatever, like forever ago, it seems. And it'll happen a million times over again in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you... also puts things in perspective too. For sure.
0: Last time we saw you was that the um, Prospect Park show was straight to DVD. And I learned, you had mentioned that you were thinking about quitting drag last year. What changed for you? Oh, I
1: was going to ask about this because when I heard that I was crushed. I was just uh, crushed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that was, I remember we were all in the dressing room of our men's Suck show. Of our drag king show and i was like yeah i'm probably gonna quit and richard was like yeah i'm probably gonna quit too and like uh, i I'm think so- this
0: is a conversation we all fucking have all the time
2: yeah and sweaty eddie was like yeah you always like richard said to richard like you always say that or something like this happens all the time and i think that was just i mean that was the winter of 2019 right
0: yes it was Hi. october it was uh the week before halloween i want to say
2: I think that was the winter of 2018.
0: What the dragon show? No, it was 2019. Okay. Also, we should mention that I think Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab still has J.K. Men are trash or whatever it's called. No, it's
1: uh, the scent (laughs) I believe is called J.K. Men are good law, and it's it's a charity scent. So I think it's a charity scent. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Google it right now. You keep talking. Google it.
0: Um, so yeah, so what So what changed for you? I think this is a conversation I want to say that all of us have because like it looks all pretty and flawless and easy to do, but drag is fucking hard, I think is what the audience doesn't know. It's like you were hustling for this passion project nonstop, it feels like sometimes.
2: Yeah. And I. I mean, I was in a place where like I work a nine to five as well. So whenever I do gigs, it's like uh, I got a plan. I have to figure everything out. I have my timeline. I I used to have a car, so I'd have to drive to the gig and all that stuff. Um, so it was always this big plan that had to be made. It wasn't like I could just walk down the like walk down the street to the Rosemont, you know. And then I also went sober shortly before that, um, which changed a lot of my priorities. It also changed the way that I thought about myself and my interactions with other people, and it do that, it do that. Yeah, and my (laughs) and I was thinking a lot also about my place in the Brooklyn nightlife scene, and I kind of I was like I just need to rest, I need to stop for a while, and I did, and I decided that that's when I was going to start my YouTube channel because it was a way that I could still participate in drag while also having complete control over my surroundings and how my interaction is made and like all that stuff. Um, And then coronavirus happened and (laughs) that's all anyone had was their bedrooms and their computer and Premiere Pro. Um, (laughs) Well, not everyone has that. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I'm lucky I do have that and and I know how to use it, but... um,
1: I have an update that um, JK Men Are Very Good Law is available from Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab. It is a perfume that smells like pipe tobacco, leather, mid-century aftershave, a belt of bourbon, and a grassy smear of mud from a fairway divot. Proceeds from this scent will be donated to New York City's Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender
0: Community Center. Yes! Definitely. Wow.
2: Them.
1: That is a very is... masculine scent. I guess. It's a
0: really I have it. It's really great. Um, and also the center is where I do my uh, I've done my outpatient recovery program since getting sober. So it's like a re- like that facility does so much for the community. Um yeah.
2: A good cause. So Max, buy that for what do you... someone
0: for the holidays.
1: Max, what do you know about um wrestling, if anything at all?
0: Mm.
2: Um I don't know much of anything about wrestling. I do know that we were all supposed to do Tassel Mania 4 together. Oh
1: my God. I'm
2: so sad about still.
1: Were you competing for like, uh? you were gonna compete for the lip sync belt or were they doing a drag king belt?
2: I was gonna, I was going to compete for the lip sync belt against Uncle Freak. Oh, <gasps> my, God. oh yeah. my
0: God. It would
2: have been absolutely insane. Oh my god! I can't um, and wait I was for that trying to. Come to back. It's actually funny, weird, full circle thing. I was gonna come up with a sort of wrestling persona, and it was gonna be like a magician thing.
0: Oh David Arquette has a magician per, persona for wrestling. <laughs> it I'm didn't work about. out that way. But it didn't work out for it. him. But I think you <laughs> could do it.
2: Well, because I was like, I totally was ready to have a good time with Uncle Freak but I also am a little bit competitive so I was like what do I have that can beat Uncle Freak's tassel twirling <laughs> <laughs> because I can't do that and he's a fantastic performer I was like okay well I can have some tricks up my sleeve so <laughs> I was like thinking like sketching a notebook like what can oh I do
1: God. Um,
2: even though I know my ass would have been absolutely kicked I know that Oh. oh,
1: I don't know that. You You and Uncle Freak are pretty stiff competition. I felt bad because Bunny once put up um, Nancy No Good versus Miss Jade. Jade. And I was like, Nancy's a great oh, yeah, lip that's... That's... Nancy's a wonderful lip-syncer, but you can't beat Miss Jade. Jade. Yeah, and yeah. it was like a Beyonce number and like... <laughs> I was like this I have to say Nancy is the underdog on that one.
2: Yeah. That was like
0: putting Thorgy Thor against Chi Chi and the lip sync. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Two very different styles of yeah. of performing.
0: Um, um but
2: yeah, I don't know a lot about wrestling. I really don't. Fascinating.
1: Facts.
0: Right. Well, you know, our Patreon subscribers will be able to hear you. I think we'll release your episode of Ring Gear Remix in February for Patreon exclusive. Uh and we're we're gonna be talking about gold dust. So Ooh. subscribe to our Patreon. It'll only be five dollars to hear the remix. I
1: am pretty sure Gold Dust before, but that's okay. We'll just we'll give him a second round because he's so important to everyone.
0: Well, we're gonna be doing gold dust from where he was in the nineties because he's doesn't I think we talked about Dustin from where he's at now, maybe if we did it before. I don't even
1: remember. We're all. I all don't know either. You are- know what?
0: A lot of drinks, a lot of coronavirus since then. I think you think it's time? Yeah, I think it's rapid fire time. I think it's time. Let me get to these questions. Okay, so rapid fire, just one word answers as quick as you can. We'll um, just have some fun. Okay, favorite food? Pizza. Snacks?
2: Kit Kats. So- <laughs> I love the way you said that. I, I'm so ready for this.
0: <laughs> sweet treats. Fuck. Oh yeah, fucking's a good sweet treat. Chicken or uh, egg? Um, egg. <laughs> Scrambled or fried? Fried. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Favorite color? Pink. Favorite comedy?
2: Favorite comedy? Yes. May Martin.
0: Favorite drama?
2: fuck I don't know
0: (laughs) favorite faggot
2: oh my fucking god can I answer that I don't know
1: yeah you're allowed
2: I feel like that'd be um no
1: you're definitely allowed I don't I I don't
2: use the word so wow
0: wow wow okay favorite fairy how about we say favorite fairy
2: ask me my favorite dyke
0: favorite dyke am i allowed
2: Miss to
0: <laughs> i love the word dyke i love the word faggot i love the word i love like i just got faggot tattooed on my ankle
2: it looks great i love that tattoo. oh thank you
0: <laughs> um tiny tunes are animaniacs
2: animaniacs
0: pokemon or digimon pokemon <laughs> favorite lady
2: Lady Baraka. Ah, you got uh, it right! You're like the only uh, the second person that's yeah, ever got it right! Finally!
0: Oh my
1: god, yes. correct answer.
0: Yes, favorite baby.
2: Baby love.
0: Uh, fa- Dream job.
2: I would love to devote all of my time to my YouTube channel.
0: Ooh, yes, go follow, subscribe, YouTube. Um, wait actually
1: before we forget what is your youtube
0: channel yeah what's the youtube channel
2: it's just my name max pleasure
0: max three, with three x's. x's
2: with three x's yep new episodes january
0: 2021 yeah <laughs> do it um uh someone you miss
2: oh i miss so many people i really miss my family though
0: mm-hmm. uh favorite drag artist of all time
2: okay James
0: okay yes worth yes (laughs) or Um, myself (laughs) uh what is the strangest thing in your home
2: probably my Kylo Ren helmet (laughs) or or I have right next to my Kylo Ren helmet I have this beautiful ornate picture frame with a picture of Jack Skellington on the inside and it says bone daddy Neither
1: of those are very strange. I feel like you must have something stranger in your
0: house. We'll come back. Uh, The following are true or false. Okay. Books. True. Magazines. False. Wrestling. False. Drag. True. Heterosexuals.
2: False.
0: The secret.
2: Oh, what's that? I think true, if I'm thinking of the right secret.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. Uh, (laughs) God
2: false
0: the patriarchy
2: unfortunately true
0: mm-hmm. uh fill in the blank if i'd known you were coming i'd have
2: put in a breath mint <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh
0: favorite nobody dead or alive
2: favorite nobody dead or alive
0: yeah
2: um dj accident report who's alive
0: <laughs> oh oh
2: so cute
0: um i think that's it that's it wow we did that it. was fun
2: yeah really that was a good one.
1: Oh, you cheered Berica
0: up look at you i did it. <laughs> i'm still in massive pain uh and don't have any painkillers and nor could i take them um you take advil i take advil We'll get some ads up. I'm just an old lady. Um, so you uh this is nobody's uh saying hello. You can follow me at the Lady Berica, uh accident reports on the internet. Um Max, where are you on the internet? Where are, are you on, on the internet?
2: Um, I'm on YouTube, yes. uh like we already said. I'm on Instagram at Mr. Dot M Pleasure. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Max Pleasure. I'm also on Tumblr at Mr. Wow. Max Pleasure. Yeah. Um
1: having a lot of discourse on there lately. The kids love having conversations on Tumblr.
2: I don't use my Max Pleasure Tumblr that much. I use my other Tumblr um, to participate in the Gaylor Swift Tumblr community.
0: The Gaylor Swift? Yes. Wait, are you a Taylor Swift fan?
2: Yes. Yes. Me
0: too! That new album that just (laughs) dropped on Friday.
2: Get out of here. I've only listened to it once. And I always need to listen to her stuff at least twice mm-hmm. before I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit, this is amazing.
0: Jew, I I took a, a nice walk through Bushwick last night and listened to it.
2: I also took a walk when I listened to it. It's a it walking
0: was, album. It
2: is, it is.
0: If there was a Japanese garden somewhere, I would go walk through that and listen. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so apparently I need to get on Tumblr. Um, that's it. That's nobody saying hello. We will be back in February. We'll see you in the new, new year, year, everyone. We'll see you in the new year. Uh, things will hopefully be different. And uh, this has been oh my god, I'm gonna cry. This has been such like an amazing experience this year doing this podcast. It's it like, really, kept, it, really it's had. kept me afloat. We've had some really great conversations, we've we've been able to introduce our wrestling community to a lot of queer people that they might not otherwise uh, get to know and and vice
1: versa i feel like some of our fans got to meet some drag people they've never met before Uh uh-huh uh-huh it's been really it's one of my favorite things we've ever done as the nobodies we've really gotten to like talk to people in depth about their art and like take it seriously as art because i think Uh drag and wrestling both aren't taken seriously as art
0: And talking about connection and community, this was a way for us all to stay connected during this, uh, this time. And so I really appreciate you guys listening and I'm excited for season two. I've got some ideas Um, vote for us. There's finally a category on the glam awards for best podcast. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. You can vote for us for best podcast. We've been doing this for
2: literally years. Okay. That's it. Bye. We'll see you. We'll see you next time.